it's to determine what you're made of to, to to really figure out what you're capable of at the end of the day you know if if your mind has control over your extremities if you have the resolve to do it if you have the willpower to override the discomfort um because growth is on the other side of that every single time Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we delve into some insightful, expansive conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at togetherweascend.com and your host of the show, and I want to welcome you to the ascending journey. When you live in a state of presence, in awe, and gratitude, you better see and take advantage of the opportunities, the opportunities that are here, that are always here for you to grow. And in this episode of the Awaken podcast, we are joined by someone that I feel extremely grateful to having connected with and to have begun to form a relationship with Julian Raimondo, aka my boy Jules. In this episode, Jules is here to share his story, his insights that I believe acts as a inspiring invitation to join him in such a state of presence, awe, and gratitude. One in which he is more fully experiencing the fullness of his potential as he dives straight head-on into resistance. Something that he's come to see in his own experience and he shares with us is the importance of contrasting experience and how we can move into and use resistance as an opportunity to grow. So if you want to hear from someone that is seeming to be living from such a great state and in doing so, day by day, more fully getting to know the fullness of their potential through using resistance to grow, why don't you stick on with us? But before we jump into that, we've got to put out the invitation, family. Beings of light, light workers, star seeds, those of you that are here to serve in ascension, if you've heard the call, you know that you're here for a reason, which you are. If you've heard the call to serve, the Ascend Academy is looking for you. 
Our four-phase activation process is able to activate in an individual their higher purpose. Our group gatherings that we host week by week brings together conscious leaders into a space of sharing and connection where we are bringing the best out in each other. So if you've heard this call to come together and to step up into a greater purpose, greater service to others, you can head on over to academy.togetherweascend to find out more and perhaps become the newest member of the Ascend Academy. Anyways, Ascenders, if you're ready to come into a state of gratitude, awe, presence, and to grow, this is my conversation with my boy Jules. What is the universe suggesting to you, my man? I'm talking to you about being a villain. You just auditioned for a role as a villain. What's going on here? I couldn't unpack that if I tried. I mean, um, I think the beautiful thing in life is the serendipitous moments and the synchronicities that kind of unfold before you. Um, I think there's an infinite amount of um, potential to quote a dear friend of both of ours. Um, and you know what? I think if it's uh, if it's in the cards and it's meant to be, I think it's meant to be uh, for my particular um, career choice at the moment. Um, I feel like it's kind of one of those things when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And when the actor is ready, the role will appear. Um, there's a lot of things that come into play in order to get um, to get a role that's kind of meant for you. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes, um, you know, things that have to have to come into play. You have to be ready for it. You have to be right for it. Um, it has to be filming in a, in a location that um, that where they're casting um, has to be, you know, in your location. Um, there's a lot of different things, but, uh, you know, I think at this stage or point in my life, I'm really just enjoying the process of, um, auditioning and, and watching what naturally unfolds. I'm not really, uh, I'm not fussing it as I was, um, for the last probably 20 years. Mm, that's great to hear my man. I think, as you know, living from that awareness that enjoying this moment enjoying the process of it is kind of the best place to be rather than making it about chasing after something yeah it's been uh it's been a definite um message from um some of the experiences that i've had and something that's been very uh, it's come through quite strongly in the last We'll say four to six weeks for me, which is um, just the idea of being present and in, 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 in observance in a particular moment, um, and to allow the beauty of of life to unfold before you, and to be in a position where you're not casting any judgments or um, you've got a release of your expectations on outcomes and things of that nature, just to to really be in reverence of the majesty of life and what it, you know, does for you in your, on your behalf. So tell me about the, um, 
the effect that living from this awareness and this sort of approach is having for you? Um, I mean, the most incredible thing that's happened for me is I don't have any miserable or bad days. Um, I've literally been, I, I have to take an amount of work to get out of my mind and sit in observance of how my day is unfolding. So there's a bit of work involved in that where I'm not um, forcing an agenda or trying to um, paddle upstream, I guess, so to speak. Um, but I mean, you know, I've, I've been experiencing an immense amount of just openness and flow in my day-to-day -day life. Um, conversations with people have been incredible opportunities have been presenting themselves on a regular basis. Um, it's just been, it's been traveling downstream and being in a position where I can actually take a look around my surroundings and enjoy, you know, the beaver that happens to be beside the river or the barren trees or, you know, whatever happens to just kind of come my way. It's, it's an appreciation and a, and a state of gratitude, um, fully and constantly, which is beautiful. Um, and it, it, it progresses in a way that it's kind of humorous because it's almost like you look at an opportunity or an experience or something that's going on and you're saying like, you know, this is an incredibly beautiful experience. And it's like the universe says, you think that's beautiful? Let me show you something else. And then you get this next thing that happens um, and you're like, oh my God, that was even better. And then the universe just says, you think that was great? Mm -hmm. Let me show you something else. And it, and it's, it's compounding. It's, it's an incredible experience to be, to be a witness of. Um, and I found over the years, um, how often I would just push and resist against it. You know, I'm constantly, um, you know, fighting through traffic or whatever the case is. I haven't found obviously with COVID traffic has been moderately light, but, um, as, I know I've been watching a lot of podcasts, listening to a lot of podcasts with Matthew McConaughey, but it's like, literally, I'm just catching every green light right now. Um, I'm, I'm nonstop green lights, you know, it's, I'll be in a lane, tough traffic and, you know, the, the traffic just parts out of my way and I'm in this beautiful, safe little bubble, sun peaks out, graces its majesty on my face and shows me what a beautiful day is. And, um, and then the next thing happens and it's just like, I'm just marveling at it all. I'm just in constant awe and wonder at um, how incredible life is. Do you, so there's this notion that living with this presence, um, making it entirely about right here, right now, has this effect of inviting greater in. And it seems like your experience is painting evidence for this. Do you, do you believe that's the case? Do you believe that being completely present with what's before you and in, entirely focusing on enjoying what's before you 
allows for more opportunities and greater experiences to follow suit? I would suggest that what it does is it puts your mind in a state that allows you for an alternative perspective to what you might like to the contrary. So it really forces a, a different outlook on what is available to use. Um, I think if you're kind of in a not optimal mindset, what ha- tends to happen is you look at the things before you, whether they be challenges or uh, even a negative experience. Um, you look at that in a way that feeds into the idea that it's not for your benefit. When you're in a state of gratitude and in presence and observing, um, you're constantly looking for the opportunities. So you're, you're in essence, forcing yourself to really focus on the potential for expansion and for growth. Um, you can look at, as an example, um, I have an example where there was, um, I was involved in a moderate, for me, car accident. Um, somebody had come up from behind me and took out my back tire of a Jeep that I was driving. And actually he ended up spinning out um, quite significantly and rolled his car about four or five times down a 20 foot ditch. And um, yeah, I mean, it was on Halloween. I was dressed as Wolverine. I had a full Wolverine wig on and claws and um, wasn't driving with the claws though. Um, I had to actually climb out of the driver's side window to get out of the vehicle. And yeah, just because when he had hit the back wheel of the car, he pushed the uh, driver's side past the rear door into the front door. So I couldn't open the door. So Mm -hmm. I had to open the window to climb out. Um, And I mean, so like I, as anyone would at that point, I pretty much knew seeing my axle, my wheel was bent inwards that my car was going to be likely a write-off. And um, I immediately, you know, got a tow, ambulance came, fire trucks came. Um, But your initial response is like, you know, I'm fucked. Uh, can I swear on this? Yeah, <laughs> I was. Um, bro, yeah, here, let me give you open license to be everything and anything that you authentically are. Perfect. So uh, your initial response is like, I'm fucked. My car is done. I just purchased a car within six months to a year from that. So I hadn't driven it for very long. It was a brand new, not brand new, but it was an, an older Jeep Grand Cherokee. It cost me about $11,000 at the time. Um, and I could have collapsed and freaked out and you know obviously my main interest at that time was to make sure that the uh, driver of the other vehicle and the passengers were safe um and make sure that everyone was okay um and then obviously once you realize that people are generally safe and okay you start figuring out you know you're thinking about your insurance and you're thinking about all the negative things that come in, coming about from that um and what i realized shortly after is that actually that experience actually freed up the $11,000 uh, to give me an opportunity to take my um, girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife on a four week trip to South Africa um, to which we also spent a little bit of time in London and Paris 
Um, and I had about $3,000 left over after all that um, to buy another vehicle, which served me for about five years. So it was literally a blessing in disguise. I didn't have the funds at the time. It was a, a, a planned family vacation that I was still you know, heavily trying to weigh into whether or not I would be able to manage the time away from work and um, spend the time with the family. South Africa is not... Um, it's not a close trip by any means in terms of travel time. Uh, my mother was going to see her aunt who basically raised her there, uh, who was turning 80. And, um, and that's kind of what I mean by looking at the opportunities and the gifts within a situation. Um, I think if something like that were to happen to me now, I would, you know, still run through the, the, misery and the guilt or the shame or the the anger or frustration in the situation but I think I would revert much more quickly into um, looking for the opportunities like what are the opportunities for me to grow here what are the opportunities for me to learn here what are the opportunities for me to expand in some way um, and I think that's coming from a place of being present and in gratitude you know looking at you looking at the universe as I've heard this multiple times before, but I understand it now with, with so much better knowing of, you know, the, that life is happening for you, not to you. Hmm. Actually, just yesterday on that note, um, I heard someone frame very, well, essentially the same notion. It's the shift from life is happening to me to life is happening for me to no life is happening by me to life is happening through me to life is happening as me amazing as me and it's the it's the same notion it's it's for you it's happening through you as you and oh, gratitude man gratitude 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 i feel like on some level i could just start the recording be grateful end of episode <laughs> full, full stop bye full stop yeah but you know what i think it is is that um more often than not we are um we're just conditioned to look for fears and things to keep mm. us safe. I think that really affords us this um, typically negative response to things that happen in your life, you know, to not to, to keep you from experiencing it again. You know, we fear the things that are unfamiliar and uncomfortable. Um, and when we're presented with situations that stimulate those two ideas it's the default mode of just trying to prevent it from happening keep it at arm's length keep it away um but again that really prevents us from the opportunity of looking at it with the framing of if life is happening for my benefit if life is happening to present me with the experiences and opportunities 
to truly reveal the character that I am. Um, why am I going to resist it or to damn it in some way? Why am I going to push it away? Um, I should be fully, or we, don't, we all should be fully embracing the experiences. I'm not to say that they're going to be, um, you know, fucking gold pots, rainbows, and unicorns all the time. Um, but if you can look at them in awe and reverence and take yourself out of the equation, take yourself out of that situation and try to see it from a different perspective, it can be hugely gratifying in terms of um, what kind of things you can glean from it, what kind of information or character traits from yourself. Um, I mean, one of my all-time favorite sayings is a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. Um, it's through our failures and through our trials and tribulations that we really reveal our true selves and our, our essence. And um, and again, if you're in if you're in a state of gratitude through that, mm -hmm. it's just fucking it's magic. Yeah, it's the looking for the opportunities to grow. I've come to to really appreciate the power and looking at every single moment as an opportunity to grow. And I do find myself um, living with this awareness that whatever is being presented to me is is happening for a reason. There's there's something here that that supports me. There's a reason why I'm creating this. If you if you subscribe to the notion that you are the creator of your reality, and why is it that I'm creating this? What is it that in what way does this serve me? And I think you're doing a really good job here of really driving the point that gratitude and that opportunistic sort of approach to life go hand in hand. And so I love that this goes beyond just, it's the, it's the frame of mind that allows for you to approach those opportunities more effectively not only see them but approach them in a way that will support you in getting more out of them so it's noticing them as they come and i think that's what you're saying here that's why it leads into better getting better because you're not only seeing those opportunities but you're you're acting on them because seems to me that the person that's grateful is going to take advantage of those opportunities as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it is next to impossible to be grateful and to be presented with something and to not see that it is appreciating the value as opposed to depreciating the value. And you know, as you, as you start moving into those different opportunities, and discovering more about yourself and discovering and realizing that somewhere in that, if you look intently with purpose and intention, um, you will find the thing that's in there for you. I'm not going to pretend that um, negative stuff doesn't happen. I'm not going to um, 
you know, assume or, or think that everything, like, as I mentioned before, is just all sunshine and rainbows. Um, but they're all part of the beauty of the experience of life. There is a, I mean, the duality of, of life is, is the contrast. We have to have a certain amount of a baseline, um, experience in order to judge everything else accordingly you know you have to have the rain to appreciate the sun you need um i mean I, one of the things i love about canadian weather as horrible as it can be sometimes is that the winters really make me appreciate summer there is nothing like a four foot snowfall and minus 40 degree weather that doesn't make me look at a beautiful, sunny, warm day and want to get outside and just enjoy it. Um, and in contrast, when those 40 day humid weather mosquitoes are out, I can't stop sweating, just, you know, sitting in place come, I long for those colder, crisp winter days. And it's, it's the beauty of it. And it's finding that, finding that majesty in both finding that it, mm. and again it, it takes work it takes time um it takes a lot of self-discipline and control um but it is in the struggle that we find our growth and our growth is um our growth is infinite it's it's it it doesn't stop it doesn't wait for anything um if you're presented with opportunities and experiences that are showing up with regularity. I mean, it's very likely that whatever you're supposed to be learning or experiencing, you're not getting that message. So it's coming at you repetitively. Um, and it's coming and usually by at a certain point, it'll come at you hard and fast and it'll wake you up. It's that idea of just being thrown into the deep end of the pool. You know, you might get a couple opportunities to step a foot in or to jump in the shallow end, but sooner or later, at any pool party with a an aggressive younger man you'll find sooner or later somebody's going to grab you and just toss you in the pool they'll look at you and say stop you know stop thinking about it and just get in there and if you keep fighting and resisting sooner or later some giant person an adult if you're a kid will just pick you up toss you in and figure it out mm -hmm. i mean you're a little bit more kind than that but you, um, you remind me of an experience that we shared just a few weeks ago that yep. feeling called to, to speak to. What did we do, my man? Let's do it. Open it up. You and I broke through along with a, uh, a few other beautiful men. We broke through yeah. some ice on the surface of a lake yep. and jumped right in. I should take it back a few moments before that. When I was on the fence, the resistance was being felt, the resistance to doing such a thing as on some level I feel like is inevitable. It's not easy. I would say that the hardest part about what is that we, we did there was the moment's approaching it because once you get in it's 
I actually find it yeah. funny that it's not nearly as bad as your mind made out to be. But trust me when I say that those moments before it, those were those were challenging. Those were challenging. And the words I said to you a little bit before we we went out there was, I don't know if I'm up for this today, man. I don't know if I'm up for this. And I remember your words in response and they were, none of us are. <laughs> none of us yeah. are but that's why we do it yeah. diving full force into walking straight into that resistance what does tell me about your experience and tell me about why why you do it why would you put yourself through that I mean, as I said before, I think what it really is for me is um, a revealing of myself. I mean, you can't you can't test or resolve your determination or your um, ambition or any other adjectives you want to throw in there um, in that same in that same kind of idea without putting yourself through an extreme situation. I mean, um, I have a, a small background in fitness and, you know, there's a reason why people chase their personal, personal records. It's to determine what you're made of, to, to, to really figure out what you're capable of at the end of the day. You know, if, if your mind has control over your extremities if you have the resolve to do it if you have the willpower to override the discomfort um because growth is on the other side of that every single time there is never um there's never a situation that i've experienced that really stimulated growth that wasn't through some type of stress or struggle. Mm. Um, and, and that sometimes is my own mental stress and struggle, uh, you know, making something um, greater than what it actually is, as you just mentioned. Um, sometimes it's, you know, it's the typical idea of um, which is becoming hugely popular in a lot of circles right now, like cold showers and ice baths is what, you know, to a degree, more or less what we were ultimately doing at that point. Um, but it's, it's familiarizing yourself with that discomfort um, so that you're not shying away from opportunities. Um, most opportunities, a lot of times are, are new. And with a new opportunity brings about, um, you know, unfamiliarity and discomfort. Mm. Um, but it also opens up a realm of awe and wonder because of the newness of it, because of the, because of that sensory overload of, you know, travel, like different cultures, different flavors, different scents, different, um, different ideas, you know, different ideas if they're if they're interesting in a way and somehow conflict 
your current ideologies or beliefs, it can be very uncomfortable to sit within those. But being open and putting yourself in a constant state of looking for struggle um, affords you the opportunity to, to embrace those and to learn from them and to potentially formulate a new idea or identity or belief system. Um, and again, that's just, you know, the growth of it. Um, it's a really fascinating kind of mind game that I think anybody who's interested in personal development should subject themselves to at some point or another, because we're too much of a society that focuses on successes. Um, and I think we often fail to recognize that those successes are always built on a multitude of failures, mm -hmm. a multitude of struggle, a multitude of, of valleys to the peaks. You know, there's more often than not, you know, one success is built on the back of hundreds, if not thousands of failures. And you weather those storms and you become that sailor who is ready for the hurricane. Mm -hmm. The Stoics speak to a practice of voluntary discomfort, and it's exactly what you're, you're referring to. Mm -hmm. Putting yourself in those types of situations voluntarily so that you train yourself to, to better cope with them and when when they naturally arise and i think the other important point to this is that you'll be less likely to resist the the discomfort that comes with as you've mentioned new opportunities so you believe would you say that's inevitable a sense of discomfort being the the stimulus for growth I would, I would, I would, I would pry into that. And I would say, I would say it's dependent on, on how the person chooses to observe that stress or that struggle. Mm. Just as any person who is um, at high level of performance, there becomes a point where you do it till you love it. Um, fitness, I mean, is work, it's hard work. Um, and I would argue that most people first starting off on any fitness journey, um, hate it. But if you put yourself through enough burpees at a certain point, they become easy and they're no longer a struggle. And if the trainer comes along and says, we're doing a thousand burpees today, you're going to look at the trainer and say, I'm, I'm in, I'm down. But you take a newbie and you're saying we're going to do 20 burpees today and they're going to look at that and they're going to say fuck no i'll do 10 you know and it'll take me 45 minutes to do 20. um but i mean at the end of the day every, it's really to me it's really about choosing your struggle and finding mm. a love and reverence in that you have um one of the guys posted in, in our group chat um a fantastic quote and to paraphrase it um, was basically, you know, having a six pack is hard. Being fat is hard. 
choose your heart, choose your level of difficulty. You know, do you want to choose eating poorly and neglecting your health as your level of difficulty and struggle? Or do you want to choose being very meticulous on your and disciplined in your daily practices and regimen um, Mm -hmm. as your struggle? You know, if you, if you look at the opportunity of struggle and you balance out both, you look at both options or opportunities of the struggle, I would argue that um, most people would probably choose the struggle that's going to give them the most growth and in a way that is on their terms as opposed to somebody else's terms. Mm-hmm. And so is it inevitable to have struggle for, gro- for growth or some stress for growth? Um, fitness tells me, yes, fitness tells me that you have to, you know, put your body under stress for growth. Um, my life experience tells me, yes, mental, mental stress, you know, stimulates growth that stress is a good signif- signal for you know, discomfort in general is a good, is a good signal for you looking for something more. I heard another fantastic <clears throat> quote um, circulating on like YouTube and, and social media in general. <clears throat> and it was about a crab and how the crab, as it starts to grow, when it starts to feel the stress of its muscles under its hard shell, it's the indicator that it is needing to grow. And as that stress starts to get tighter and tighter it around its muscles it knows that it needs to produce a certain chemical so it can create a new shell to break from that through that and to you know get larger in size and i think that's very much the case with um, most aspects of life um you know you can't have you can't have a house and fill it with too many things before at some point, you know, it's going to bust at the seams. If you want to take the fitness analogy again, it's like, you know, your pants, your pants can only take so much stress and resistance before they split, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't grow them, if you don't get bigger pants, you know, it's going to, it's going to break under the weight. And I think that breaking point is, um, for for the mental health aspect can be um one of the worst things you can probably go through um but incredibly liberating at the same time when you cut through Mm -hmm. and i'm saying now too it's also exactly where we it's through the challenges that we get to experience our greatness how can we know as you said earlier how can we know what we are capable of unless we are presented with something that we have to to match up against something that we have to face and that's why that that leveling up of the the degree of challenges that we face kind of grows with us right and so it goes back to the contrast right the the experience of the contrast for us to truly appreciate and understand who we are and what we are capable of and as a good friend of ours would say, I'd like to think that we are of infinite potential. <laughs> um, we have to be put in these these situations that that entail 
a little bit of resistance so that we can we can experience our greatness i've been i've been really loving that um that way of framing it experiencing your own greatness there's a question that i've been coming back to a lot lately i'd love to hear you answer it i ask myself this in a moment for the moment and it's how do i want to experience myself and so I bring that to the moment and say, how do I want to experience myself right now? Opposed to it being, you know, this larger picture for, for my life. But um, you can definitely, I mean, I've asked in that context as well. And I'd love to hear your response to it um, through that lens. How do you want to experience yourself? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Um... I would I would answer that by saying to the fullest I want to I want to be able to enjoy specifically um, myself to the fullest I want to I want to be fully aware of exactly everything that I'm capable of doing and I would love to, I would love to not even get to, as you just mentioned, potential is infinite, but I would love to experience a fullness of my potential. I would love to experience even a glimpse of, of the things that I'm capable of doing um, in, any, in any capacity. Um, I would love to, you know, get behind a serious back squat and squat an insane amount of weight that I never even fathomed I could, I could, I would love to experience um, life as it as in its fullest capacity, you know, and engage in um, interesting and beautiful conversations with with incredible people. Um, I mean, you know, the, the joys of this, of this experience are that we have such a buffet that we can sample every item on it and ultimately choose the thing that we have a preference to for whatever reasons on that day. Um, and I think for me, knowing my capabilities as well as my boundaries, um, just gives me a, a sense of freedom. I think that it gives me a sense of freedom in a sense of, of just being able to play around it, to play through it and with it, you know, mm -hmm. I, life is just such a, an incredibly beautiful um, thing to be observing of and to to limit myself in any way uh, would be a denial of the enjoyment of, of that experience. So uh, yeah, fullness. I want to experience myself fully. 
a fullness that reaches into infinity. Yeah. Yeah. It's the constant expansion, the never-ending journey of expanding into more. I just, I love the, um, I love bringing it together, how we, we can touch on both living fully in this moment with presence, with wonder and awe for what's being presented before us, but then also being in that intention of of seeing yourself become more, experiencing yourself become more. Yeah, I think for me, the, the idea of um, being present sometimes um, can sometimes lead into this idea where you're being uh, complacent or lazy, where you're mm. just kind of like Stagnant. not... Yeah, where you're not you're not engaging in need the opportunity. You're, you're you're letting you're you're just kind of like thinking that things are going to just show up for you or or not have um, an invested interest in, in something. Uh, and to speak on that, like I, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's but what it's really about is is you know moving and being presented with the the tasks of the day and and having an intention of you know whatever that is growth for fitness going back to the fitness thing, um, you know, it's fine to have a plan to look like, um, we'll say like a magazine model or something. Um, but it's understanding that, you know, today presents itself with different opportunities. Um, again, understanding my own limitations and boundaries, you know, understanding my, my physicality, my body would be, um, you know, walking into a gym with a plan but potentially throwing that completely out the window because the machines are tied up or because i realize that i'm not necessarily feeling uh inspired at that moment to work on that specific plan but knowing that ultimately the goal at the end is still going to be achieved because i'm doing my daily practice of of working out and i'm still being physically active um but being fluid enough in the moment to mm take it in and kind of go with, go with what's being presented, go with what is um, being revealed for you. And a lot yeah. of times in that mindset, in that state, you're, you know, you might, I mean, it's happened uh, to me about a hundred thousand times where you walk into a gym and maybe somebody interrupts you and decides they want to have a conversation with you. And uh, 45 minutes later, you know, your kind of allocated time has been, thrown out the window and you're kind of frustrated the fact that you didn't get that you know big workout in or whatever um but then maybe you you've created a relationship in that in that exchange maybe you've inspired that person um in some way to to be more physically active or maybe they've given you something maybe they've given you um a sense of perspective on your particular journey um you know telling you that looking at you as a role model when you've been in the thick of things and not seeing any results or not recognizing or noticing results. And maybe that exchange is really about, you know, as much as it's about helping them out, it's also boosting your own kind of confidence. And, and um, maybe the thing that you needed right there at that moment was that conversation as opposed to um, the hard workout. Yeah. What I'm getting is, the, the importance in having an intention, having an intention and still remaining detached and non-resistant to the experience, not judging it, um, not judging what comes as 
being wrong and again not just not resisting what comes so being pinpointed and here's what i intend on experiencing but as the moment comes you you embrace it with presence absolutely there's um it's what is that that book title the obstacle is the way you know like the journey is is the experience you know if 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 we were all blessed with the physique of our dreams and the finances that's you know whatever it is that we want um ultimately like what would you do with your life at that point you know if you have everything you want if you didn't have to work for any of it what would you do for it you know like what would you do outside of that um you know you there's only so much of that i think that you can take it and and at to a point you're going to start seeking greater and larger things you know there's there's a beauty in there is a beauty in the process the more we the more we focus on just the successes and the people at the top of Everest, you know, we only see or, or take in that, that achievement. And we forget of, we forget all of the things that have happened needed to happen in order for that to take place. And I would argue that it probably a good portion of people who have achieved something in their life, it could be as insignificant or unimportant as like, you know, just as a kid buying your first toy or video game with your own money. You know, once you get it and you play with it for a little while, you're like, you're on to the next thing. You're, you're done with it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the, it's the, it's the doing of all the chores and to building up the allowance. It's, it's the hard work that it took to make that money to give you the opportunity to buy that mm-hmm. um, that's where the real kind of fun and magic has. So the intention gets set. The thing that I want to achieve is there. The focus stays there. The direction in general that stays as your true North at your compass point, but you're also very flexible and, and able to, you know, take a little bit of a detour when necessary to take a little bit of a, a hard left or a hard right, knowing that you're always kind of, kind of come back and meet your destination. Um, but there's that whole ride, you know, like the ultimate destination for most humans, you know, we all have an expiry date and we're all going to one place and, um, it would be a completely miserable existence if we didn't enjoy the roller coaster ride. It's not even about the end thing. It's not even about the results. It's the way that that invokes in you the inspiration to move through the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we we learn to enjoy the process through the myths of it. And then it becomes interesting because then you start to realize that it's not about that thing. And getting that thing isn't isn't going to do for me what many are thinking it's going to do. I think the fulfillment, the joy comes from 
experience of that end result. Now, it's there the, is it's the earning of I would I would say it's it's earning it. It's the same thing that we were talking about with the cold. It's it's earning your stripes. It's earning that that empowerment. You know, it's it that's the that's the true value and the fulfillment out of it. And, and then when you get there, there becomes the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. You take that break at the the top of that mountain for a little bit. You enjoy it. You look over the horizon, you you take in the view, but then you look up and you realize there's a bigger mountain to scale. Yeah. Or even uh, you know, or another planet, or or another something. <laughs> That's there's, where we're going. There's always, <laughs> yeah. There's always greater, greater and more. I mean, it's you know, in our in our beautiful world, there's like, you know, we've we've only scratched the surface of exploration. And we can um, always say I that. Think, I think we can yeah. always say that we were only scratching the surface. Yeah, there's just there so much. There is, there is always more. I mean, you know, like we're we're so as a cultural i think we're we're so con, just enamored by consumption mm. um consumerism and i think we mistake often mistake growth for um for more to a degree you know it's like i want a like a bigger house i want a fancier car uh, and and I, I would say you know sometimes uh, that is in, in to a degree growth but i you know to what we're both speaking on here is a growth that instills a sense of fulfillment in your core essence of being a growth mm -hmm. that that resonates outward to the people that we communicate with the people that we interact with on a regular basis um it's an expansion of our essence i guess would be the the way i would probably try to summarize that mm -hmm. And I think deriving our our sense of growth from that, recognizing that that's where the true growth lies, opposed to these external indicators of success, is so, so key. Because what I'm starting to really recognize, and it's the trap that the masses are caught in, is using these these external indicators as as reference for their sense of self-worth, their sense of growth even. Um, mm -hmm. And I think as long as we're looking for that in something outside of ourselves, there's going to be a feeling of something missing within. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, it's so cliche in, in this um, world of... Um, I guess we'll call it an alternative thinking, um, but it is absolutely true. I mean, it's it's there's nothing external that can bring you a true sense of 
fulfillment. It, it needs to come from within. It needs to, it needs to be projected outwards. It needs to be, it needs to be cultivated from within. It needs to be honored from within and it's projected outside. It's projected out and it, it literally gives your overall sensations, you know, whether that be sight, touch, sound, it, it, it projects out of there and through that. And it gives you a, a greater sense of, again, appreciation of, of gratitude, of love, of, um, of joy and happiness. You know, you cannot have, um, you can't have that idea of um, of searching without. So searching for an external so source of enjoyment or fulfillment. Um, What's the point I'm trying to make? You, you can't, you can't utilize, you can't have, um, you can't have that as your main idea of, of being ultimately because there's just always something different and greater coming about and you're, constantly going to be chasing I, I was on our drive home which you took a different car um one of the people in the vehicle with me was basically he was like it's much easier to ride the high than it is to chase it and i think that applies to what we're talking about because if we're talking about an internal high and riding that out, it's a much more fluid and easy place to, to sit in than it is if you're constantly chasing the high, constantly mm -hmm. trying to work at obtaining or achieving something, as opposed to being genuinely happy, as opposed to doing the internal work and uncovering the things within yourself that you choose to give value or to make matter and living in that resonance, as opposed to, you know, trying to chase something, trying to achieve something, trying to, trying to, I guess it would be like, you know, being as opposed to doing be happy as a as opposed to trying to, you know, do happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um another way that I've uh I've come to think that of that is rather than rather than do the things that you think will make you happy and even a step further than that rather than so there's doing the things that you think will bring you to happiness but even doing the things that will make you happy thinking that 
if I do this, I'm going to be happy. Mm. I think there's a there's a level even higher than that, and it's be happy and do from be there. happy. Yeah, yeah, be absolutely. And do from there. Hit the nail on the head with that one for sure. Yeah, and I believe that the actions that are in greatest service to you and all others around you are going to be the things that you naturally do from first residing in a state of joy. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I love this. Um, I love this notion of like spontaneous action. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's a very um, a Taoist kind of um, teaching. Uh, they won't get too deep into that, but my takeaway from it is the living in the state where there's no there's no gap between thought and action where here's what I'm going to do. Take a second, contemplate. Okay, I'm going to do it now. It's living in the state of seamless action after action. And I want to tie this back to the point we were just making there. I believe when we reside in this this natural state of joy, this joy for being, that sort of experience tends to unfold through us. It starts to emerge through us where we're, we're acting without too much mental conceptualizations taking place or contemplation taking place. And these actions are just effortlessly flowing through us. And it's the actions, again, I want to say that are in greatest service to ourselves and to those around us. Have you ever, you feel like you've ever gotten a taste of living in such a state? I would say, yeah, probably when I'm traveling. When I'm, when I'm traveling, um, and it kind of ties back into just having that awe and wonder through my experience. Um, I live very much in a place of not overanalyzing what I feel called to do at that particular moment. If it means, you know, obviously if there's a specific itinerary or agenda, that can be kind of difficult. But when you're just kind of exploring freely, you just see something and lean towards it. You know, if if you're walking down the street of a new place that you've never been to and you catch a smell of something that smells delicious, you don't ignore it and just kind of go down the other way because you know, you, you, I mean, if you, again, if you were meeting with a friend or somebody specific, but if, if that catches you and you're inspired to investigate and you walk towards it and you see a, a maybe a bakery or, or, you know, fantastic pastry of something or, or a street food that just is incredible. That's something that you wouldn't necessarily have gone for if you were thinking about it um, or if you were processing it in a, in a, in too much of a judgment-based, you know, thought process. Um, it's even, even in some of the places that I've been kind of cautiously warned to avoid or to, you know, 
be aware of pickpockets or this or whatever the case is, you know, trouble. Um, if, if you don't really go out looking for it, you know, it won't really find you. If you're out there just kind of exploring and, and in a state of that joy, awe and wonder, um, and you feel inspired or called to, to do something different, walking through the woods or off a trail, you know, you might see a different trail or something else that kind of looks interesting and you lean in towards that. That's, that's probably for me, one of the biggest experiences of, of what we're speaking to that I've, that I can think of. Nice. I'm glad that you've gotten a chance to experience that. I, I want to say that's our best state of being our, our greatest state of being living from, from that place. It also, I feel like very much ties into another conversation that we had a few weeks ago and, I um I want to bring it up. It's well, tell us the um. I don't know if we ever figured out the the movie where the I don't know. It was, you said it was like an energy or shadow that was like pulling this person along. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Yeah. Tell us. Show yeah. us. Show us the analogy, my friend. Um. That I I thought it was really interesting um in that specific scene um i, I mean uh, the best sense i could make of it because it is very it's a very um dark and um beautiful movie but kind of almost confusing but what i kind of unpacked from that which was beautiful was that there was this this life force that resides in every human um in this particular scene there's a person sitting on a sofa and this kind of like liquid looking energy or or stream comes out of his chest and it meanders its way through the house and it starts it gets to the fridge and it starts bumping the fridge and there's a person who's observing this happening and is really caught off by it because he's now been given this gift of, of vision and he can see this and this person kind of uncontrollably stands up and follows this stream to the refrigerator and then opens it up and takes something out and it was um what I kind of, how I kind of viewed it was how there is definitely something within all of us that, um, that's calling to us. And those of us who are aware enough to have a consciousness around that can really can really kind of um yeah, excuse me for a second my dog's home but it, it can really um pepper good girl come here come here <laughs> pepper wants in on the conversation she is yeah i'm just uh busting up my villain this is my my little cat my dr evil cat <laughs> um <sighs> 
sorry i lost my train of thinking but um yeah so it's like this there's it's just this life force that there's a that call. calls to you and that it, it draws you it pulls you into a certain direction into a certain um state uh, i was listening to jordan peterson uh this afternoon uh during work he's and he said something up. that i yeah he's just he just wrote a book so i think he's doing his book tour mm -hmm. um and what I really enjoyed, he, he made this point that anytime that something sparks an interest within you, that kind of gives you like, a, oh yeah, that's, I, I really, uh, that really resonates with me in some way, shape or form. Um, it's kind of calling to a part of your potentially developing a new identity. So there's anything that we that we start showing an interest in or that captivates us that that draws your attention. If we look at that from an analytical kind of introspective way, it can be very revealing as to what type of personality or character that we're trying to evolve into to grow mm. into. Mm. Um, and so that kind of ties in with this, which is like, you know, if there's sometimes, you know, you people feel uh, in that specific case from that film, I mean, he was hungry or he, I think, I don't remember if he wanted a beer or something, but there was a calling within him, um, in that particular situation, probably coming from, you know, something within the body that was requiring some nourishment or, uh, an escape if it was a beer, um, but there was a calling there was that pull and all he had to do to answer that call was to move in the direction to be open enough to follow it to listen to that internal essence of knowing and make the first step of getting up off the couch and you know whatever he was ultimately looking for was on the other side of that fridge door there is that call and we can we can call it many different things we can think of it however we we may want to perhaps it doesn't serve us to think of it at all um what i've grown to to truly believe is that answering that call aligning with that guidance brings about a very fulfilling, liberating sense. And I like to say that it becomes this intersection point where it's both feeling like you're allowing yourself to be moved by this life force where you kind of just let go and let it take you. But at the same time, you're very much in control over yourself, your actions. So, you know, it's the flow state, man, where we're, we're describing it in so many different ways. And I've kind of begun to appreciate that supporting others into such a state is, is just another way of conceptualizing all these different teachings that, that we hear of. All these different points are all just pointing us in this direction of what I like to call alignment, flow, 
and it's again aligning with this this natural state this life force this this energy this pull this call this guidance do you see that do you see that playing out in your your personal experience a hundred percent a hundred percent i think um I think when, when you're describing control for me is the choice to, again, not, not trying to control the experience, but controlling how I choose to experience it, controlling, not the outcomes through my expectations or beliefs about whatever it is, but choosing to be in a state of appreciation of it and mm. controlling how I'm moving through that choosing to be my highest self as I'm experiencing these things as opposed to you know like showing up I've used this example before but I think it's a pretty good one where I'm sure we've all been invited to a family function or a party that we didn't necessarily want to go to but for whatever reasons we've committed to going and we show up you can choose to be a miserable fuck at that party and sit on a couch and be on your phone the whole time or you can choose to engage and meet people and have conversations with them and help wash the dishes or whatever it is um how we choose to show up i think is of the utmost importance, how we choose to interact with the experience, how, how we engage with that is of the utmost importance. And if we're calling to our higher self through that, that's when the magic happens. That's when the conversations spark and it happens to be on a topic that is exactly what you were um, thinking about, or you're hearing the things that you precisely needed to to hear at that moment in time, or you get into the kitchen and start cooking some magical food that, um, that everybody gets to enjoy, you know, it's, it's, that's the, that's the sovereign choice. That's the willpower that we have. That's, that's the influence. That's the, that to me is the ultimate flow state. When we focus on what we can control. Yeah, showing up present, showing up and engaging fully with, you know, love and gratitude as as the foundation of, of what we're trying to do. Dude, I feel like you just said it all, all the good stuff, all the things that need to be said, and you sum it up all so elegantly and perfectly. But I'm still... I'm still going to ask you the question, the question, sure. the final sure. question, the ascending question. Um, just before that, though, if anyone who comes across this is interested in connecting with you, is that something that they can do? Um, yeah, I suppose. Uh, I'm on social medias. I'm not particularly active um, as a choice of mine because I found it to be um, an area of time and attention that I often can utilize better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll happily, I'll happily engage if anyone who is interested. Um, Julian Raimondo on pretty much everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'll link it up is, so you don't have to, yeah. to give the URL, but I'll definitely link up your socials. Um, so if anyone does want to check you out, connect with you, they have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, I'd happily, I'd happily engage in that. I'm not really, um, again, I'm not, this is my first podcast. So you uh, pop my cherry for sure. Um, uh, don't forget about um, me. <laughs> never. When Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan's got you on, don't you forget it started here. Never. Um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's, I, I love the opportunity to engage with anyone who's uh, willing to put up with my shit. Um, and listen for a minute um i do enjoy a, a conversations and a good inspiring um inspiring interaction um so i'd happily i'd happily take on anyone who's who's curious or wants to reach out for sure cool my man all right we're gonna wrap it up with the, the grand finale I know you, you shared a lot of magic, but you're going to have to top everything that you said with this one. You ready for it, my okay. man? Always. Jules, brother, you just actualize the power in your infinite potential to telepathically communicate with all of humanity. What do you have to say? Hmm. it's kind of a twofold i would say number one is know thyself as fully as you possibly can really dig deep into the things that the reasons why you are not so much how or what you are, but why are you the way you are? That's the thing that's kind of sent me on my journal journey of personal discovery. Um, and then through that, find at least a moment of every day to be in awe, reverence and gratitude not just to be grateful for something, but be gratitude, be in awe, be in reverence, marvel at the beauty of life. Even in the most uncomfortable or horrible situations or losing a loved one, there can be a huge opportunity for you to appreciate the fact that there is a beauty in every type of experience that we're blessed to have. Um, 
if you're going through some hard shit, um, know that the faculties are yours to not just dig yourself out, but completely through to the other side and to reveal your a newer, better version of yourself and um, and to to make the choice to create the you that shines as brightly as as you're allowed to shine, which is infinitely. Shine that infinite love and infinite yeah, potential. You yep. did it, brother. You topped it. Awesome. You put the cherry on top. I tried. I tried. I popped your cherry That's... and then you took yours and put it on top. <laughs> I put it on top on the swirly, the swirly, beautiful Dairy Queen Sunday. That we co-created in this epic conversation. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for, uh, for you having me on here and uh, taking that introductory conversation that we had upon meeting each other for the first time in person um and uh you know allowing this to conversation happen and i i feel kind of one-sided i want to i want to pick your brain a little bit more and have a another incredibly indulgent conversation and find out um a little bit more about your experiences through that incredible men's retreat that we had um but yeah, I know it's not going to stop. I know this. Uh, I know the journey is never going to end, and I know the relationships that we choose to cultivate um, have as much meaning and significance as we choose to put on it. And I have a <clears throat> an incredible amount of gratitude and appreciation for the relationship that we've um, started and that we're having, and. Um, I'm very excited to see where it's going to end up for both of us. I just hope that you still had that telepathic communication switch turned on because I felt that, man, and I know others are going to as well. Jules, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude for you and your presence and for being here for all that you've shared. Um, let me just kind of wrap this up with saying if this in any way can serve as providing you some sort of platform or catalyst for for more of you to, to be shared in this sort of way, um, that's something that I'm personally looking forward to because I truly do believe that you have a you have a gift within you man that's waiting to be given that's being given and it's gonna keep coming out and i just want to say again i'm looking forward to seeing how that comes through you as you i appreciate that very much man i i i feel your sentiment and um i definitely think that everything that we've kind of talked about um in the kind of surrender and the going with the flow of things culminated to this 
And um, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what the world provides me with. We'll see what life throws my way. I'm I'm in a position right now where I'm fortunate enough to be able to say yes to as many things that I feel inspired to say yes to. And I am not really resisting. So uh, if more things come about, um, I'll happily um, I'll happily jump on and see where see where it leads me. I mean, no, I have no no immediate. I have an intention, but I have no immediate plans. Put it simply. Summing it up, summing it all up perfectly again. Yeah. All right, my brother. I think that's going to bring us to an end of this particular interaction. But I want to thank you one more time for being here, for joining me for this. Until next my honor. time. You got it, man. I love you lots and um, keep up. Senders, that is going to be it for this conversation that I had with my boy Jules. I hope that it was able to inspire in you that natural state of awe and gratitude and presence that in living from, you'll begin to see and better take advantage of this amazing opportunity that we have to get to know and to grow to the fullness of our potential before we sign off here senders gotta put out the invitation one more time the send academy is looking for the star seeds the light workers the beings of light that are here on this planet at this time to serve in collective ascension you've heard the call to come together to unite and to serve the Ascend Academy can be found at togetherweascend.com forward slash academy. We're looking for you, family. Anyways, that's going to be it for this episode of Awaken Ascenders. Thank you for being here, for tuning in. And until next time, keep ascending.